All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode two of the Whiskey Circle, hosted by yours truly, Zach Tate. Uh, my guest of the week uh, this time around is Sam Carer. How about you uh, give yourself a little introduction here, Sam? Yeah, he said my name, so now you know it. Uh, <laughs> live here in Cape Girardeau. <laughs> Former vice president of Theta's Eye. Uh, pretty fucking big deal. Um, Clearly. Graduated, work at a private golf course here in the city, and uh, living life. So, what exactly are you doing over at Dalhousie, which is a pretty legit golf course for those of you who don't know? It is. We got big names coming through. Morgan Freeman, Albert Pujols, just to name a few. Um, I work in the authentic, or in the golf shop, uh, so I sell merchandise, take tea times, uh, bend at the knees to rich people, oh, and yeah. do exactly what they want. You said bend at the knees. <laughs> Morgan Freeman comes through. I did not know that. Well, he has a aunt or cousin somewhere along those lines in like the family in, that lives in Cape Girardeau. So. In Cape? Yep. Yeah, I'm about to start Facebook searching people with the last name Freeman. He, yep, he, he does come to Cape quite a bit. Like, more than like once a year? Yes. Holy shit, are you yeah. kidding me? Not kidding. Oh my gosh. Jesus. All right, I guess I got to learn how to golf. Bye. Get him over here and read you a bedtime story. <laughs> God. <laughs> The cow jumps over the moon. I can't do a Morgan Freeman accent. I'd immediately be asleep. Oh, gosh. That'd be great. Okay, so um, one thing that we're going to try to start off most of our episodes with here. Um, what is your all-time favorite drink? Yeah, whether it's a beer or a booze, you know, mix or whatever. Like, what, what's your all-time favorite thing to drink? All-time favorite thing to drink. We're talking alcohol-wise, which we obviously are. Uh, I'd say Sam 76. One, it's got my name in it. I was about to ask. Uh, but two, <laughs> it's just such a nice beer. It has that orange aftertaste that you crave, but it's not too overwhelming to where it seems a little bit too girly or fruity. Okay. It's just so crisp. Okay. Sam 76. I might have to give her a shot at some point. It's a summer thing, so <laughs> yeah. might have to wait till the next year rolls around. Is it uh, 1976? 1776? 1776. Oh, okay, okay. Patriotic. Okay. Pretty old, huh? Eh, must be running out. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Okay, so um, what is your favorite part about working on that golf course you were mentioning before? My favorite part is the connections that I've made. There's so many people that come through a small city like Cape Girardeau to a golf course like that that you would never even guess if I told you who they were. Like blues players, uh, a lot of Cardinals players, a lot of athletes, obviously, um, even celebrities, and not even celebrities, but people that are – staples in the community that you might not have heard of mm -hmm. that own businesses or lawyers or doctors. There's just so many people that I've gotten to meet and talk to and make connections with that honestly is probably going to help me in the future further right. where I want to go. What's the most surprising name that you've seen while you've, since you've worked there, since you've worked there? Name that I've seen or person that I've seen? Either or, or both. Um, I'd say a name I've seen definitely Albert Pujols. Sure. Haven't gotten to see him, but well, is that surprising though? Because I thought, like, ever since we've been in college, I thought we kind of knew that he would be down here. Like, that's probably the biggest name. Biggest name, yeah. But what's the most surprising? Like, you would be like, Morgan, oh wow, he's Morgan here. Freeman. As okay. your reaction was my reaction the first time, <laughs> right? But right. the person that I've seen, um, Pat Maroon, hometown hero, hometown came hero. down with a bunch of the blues, like Shannon Schwartz, and got to talk to them. Super nice guys. 
Got super hammered, uh, put a cigarette burn in the golf cart seat, <laughs> as expected. Yeah. Well, you can get away with that whenever you're... You, you know, can do whatever you want. Um, now, I remember that weekend they were in town. I think I was out of town, but you were posting our group chat. Um, did you end up like seeing them at the bars too later, or is that just... They were. I was at there. the bars. They were at the bars. Uh, one of our player services girls, super hot. She's listening. Sorry. Are you trying to drop a name? <laughs> <laughs> no, Annie knows who's a, who it is. <laughs> oh, I text me. Text. Uh, yeah. She was like, te- she's kind of babysitting him. And um, for reasons I'm not going to get into. Um, but they were all at the bar and at the library right downtown Cape and mm. got super hammered. and Excellent. Went home that night, apparently. Like she did? With no, no, Pat? No, 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 okay, no, no. okay. I was like, um... I don't know if they had a sober driver or what, but they all, they all got super hammered and dipped. That was during the oh, high... Di- home, sorry. Yeah. Home, like St. Louis. St. Louis, yeah. Oh, boring. And that was the heart of the uh, coronavirus thing. So Jesus. Cape was one of the only places in the area from here to St. Louis that I knew of. That bars were actually open and functioning, so they were super excited to get out into the nightlife. Can you imagine being a sober phone and having to drive a bunch of drunk-ass hockey players two fucking hours? I think it would be hilarious. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, until you're in that situation, you got to deal with it, getting smacked in the back of the head, I don't know. And they tip well. <laughs> Did they tip well on the on the course? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yes, sir. Did you... uh? You try to finagle any sort of contact information, any sort of... I wanted to get a picture because Pat Maroon actually left his club on one of the holes, so I had to go retrieve it for him and bring it to him. And he's like, hey, I owe you when I get back to the shop. And I just wanted to be like, I don't care. Just take a picture with me right now. But I <laughs> Right I, now. Do it. Do it. I was starstruck, and I didn't want to be that, that guy that asked for a picture. You were just... <laughs> I mean, I think more people should live in the moment. Like, a lot of celebrities right. come off as douchebags because they don't want to just... You immediately you see him, your phone's out. It's right. like, get it out of my face. Like, let's just have a conversation. Let's right. talk. Like, you're meeting me. Right. I've seen, um, I've actually seen more recently, well, not like since COVID, but, you know, in, in the last year or so, a bunch of celebrities or athletes being like, like saying to fans, like, chill, dude. Like, I'm at dinner with my wife and kids. Yeah. Like, calm down. Like, if you, if you want... You want a picture? If you want this, that, or the other, just wait twenty minutes for me to finish eating. Like, they're people too. You know, they make a shit ton more than the rest of us, but they're people too. You know, regardless of how much money you make, you deserve some sort of privacy. Yeah, and that's the problem with social media. I think you can't right. just go out and meet somebody because that's not good enough for you to have that in your memory bank. Sure. You want to make sure the whole world knows that you met right. this person, right? And that's where it gets kind of annoying. I'm so them. bad at social media. Like even whenever I was running the newspaper uh, for our for our university uh, last year, I had to like force myself to like share our stuff on Facebook. I, I literally set like daily reminders, like make sure you share X amount of stories on Facebook that that are uh, posted because yeah. like outside of that year, if you looked at my Facebook timeline, like. I post once every couple months. I rarely share stuff. Even more rare do I actually post, you know, regular statuses. Mm-hmm. You know, the last last year or two, I've tried to be better about it, but I'm just like, who cares? That's my mindset, and so right. 
It's kind of lazy. I'm so mad at social media. Like personal accounts are kind of lazy because you could like post a picture or you could call someone and tell them what you did instead of posting on a picture so everyone right. can just like it or so you got a new job you want to post it on Facebook or just call your immediate family members and right. tell them personally. I actually really am a fan of like group chats. Like obviously we're in college, group me or you're fresh out, but fresh group out. me is like a huge thing. But just in general, group chats. I feel like I would be more prone to post something into a group chat trying to get, like, if I'm proud of something, I'm going to post it in a group chat. Oh, yeah. And that would mean more, if I get, you know, 10, 15 people out of a group chat to like that message or to say congratulations, that means a lot more to me because it's personal than, like, right. if I post a picture on Facebook saying, oh, I did this thing and I get two, 300 likes. Yeah. You know, to me, on my birthday, I never respond to comments or, or Facebook posts saying like happy birthday. Cause I'm like, all right, Facebook reminded you, but text you, me, you, dude, texting me. Yeah. That, that makes me feel like you actually, you know, care, you know, you just saw something on your Facebook notification, swiped, typed happy B day, exclamation yeah. point, send. Now take the time out and just find my number at the oh, very man. least. A Facebook message would be better. If you really care, come give me a hug, right? Give right. me a hug. Track me down. I'm four hours away. Give me an embrace. And split a glass of whiskey. Right. Yes, please. I won't I won't reimburse you, but I'll give you a glass of whiskey. <laughs> I'm fresh out of right now. Uh, go ahead and refill, cowboy. I don't remember. Did I ask you already what you were drinking tonight? You did not. Okay, well, uh, let's start off with that. It is the Glen LeVay, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah, I can't tell. It's a scotch. Um, it's a scotch. Um, I don't know if it's Glen LeVette, Glen LeVay. It's... Fancy sounding. It's, it's also it's not George cheap. Smith. Yeah. It's not cheap. It was a, you know, $30, $40 glass. Um, but it's pretty good. Uh, got a smooth finish, I think. Um, Very smooth. But I picked that up and another bottle up today. Ooh, that yeah. ASMR. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, you know, I know we talked last week, me and Tyler, but, uh, and you're familiar, but. I've been trying to do this whiskey club. It's the Spirits Club, uh, Flaviar, um, to try to like broaden my. Oh, that was a tough one, wasn't it? <laughs> that was that was a little didn't get enough soda. <laughs> that was a little steep. Um, but I'm trying to do this club to like kind of broaden our our horizons, you know, get us a little bit more educated on 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 whiskeys and bourbons and scotches and really just alcohol in general. But I know me and Andy were talking earlier. Um, because me and him really are the ones who probably uh, take the most pulls out of these out of these bottles. Not actually pulls. We pour it into a fucking glass. We're not cavemen like we were a year ago. <laughs> um, Month ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually right before this uh, <laughs> this club we started. Um, but no, like, uh, I think it's helped us start identifying uh, booze a little bit better. Like, we were talking either last night or today. We were saying, like, you know, this taste similar to this and we looked and they were both scotches and i picked up another scotch uh recently and tried that and i was like these all have that same sort of finish and so to me it's i know that i'm able to help myself identify at least scotches so far and i picked right. up a bourbon not even an hour ago and and i can tell there's a different finish to that sort of thing so I'm still pretty uneducated, but I can at least start identifying a little bit of a difference, you know? That bourbon you picked out, did you just kind of look at it and say, I want this? Or was there some kind of logic behind it? Uh, a little bit of A, a little bit of B. Um, actually, Andy, 
walked in. I wasn't expecting him to, but he walked in behind me and we were looking at uh, some booze on the wall. And I wasn't sure on what I wanted to pick up. I had a couple different options in mind. And then Andy pointed out uh, two or three. And we were looking at the same one for a minute. And we picked up Old Forester. Um, and we were looking at that and another one. And I think what put us over is just we literally saw it said the first bottled bourbon on it. And we were like, okay, uh, yeah, that's reason enough to, you know, be a deciding factor. First ever in the history of ever? Apparently. Um there was no That's bourbons it. before 1870? Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong, but, or, or don't, don't, you know, if I'm wrong, don't come for <laughs> me. But to my knowledge, like, the main difference between, like, you know, whiskey, bourbon, scotch, you know, there might be some small ingredient differences, but I think the biggest difference between all those names is where they were excuse me, distilled. Um, now, like I said, don't fucking come for me if I'm wrong. Jesus Christ. It's like bourbon would be Kentucky-ish. Yes, like Kentucky, De- Tennessee, to my knowledge. I could be wrong, but um, and I think Scotch is like Scotland. I never looked know, into this. Area, like, it's not... I know. Like, I'm trying to become more educated. Uh, I'm, in a, I'm in an alcohol management class, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm, actu- I'm actually going to a uh, whiskey tasting next Tuesday. Ooh, so, we're at... Um, Primo Vino. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know where that is? Right downtown. Yeah. Do you want to go? Yes. I'm trying to take Andy. I haven't seen a price disclosed. My guess is anywhere from free to 20 bucks to 40 bucks. But I prefer the free. free. Yeah, yes. me too. But uh, I know there's like four, four or five different uh, whiskeys that you'll have the opportunity to try. And some of them are pretty rare. Um, but they're supposed to be all pretty good. And the thought... The thought behind it all is like a tasting, like you're probably going to get your money's worth. How often are you going to get to potentially try a shot, like amount of like a whiskey that might be like a $300 bottle. Stuff that you can't buy at the bar right, or the store. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's part of the whole reason why we did that club. But, um, but that's why I'm really excited to do that whiskey tasting, which, you know, I'm just excited because that class is already like in a roundabout way, kind of paying dividends, like, oh, this is cool. I didn't really know about this Primo Vino place that I pass every time I go into or out of Cape, you know, like if I'm going home or something. So Yeah, first glance, cool. I thought it was like a... Wine place? Italian wine place. Which I think, I think Mainly. it is a wine place, but, you know, if you sell wine, you probably sell some sort of other spirits too, maybe. It's fair. Hmm. Oh, good. But, yeah, I'm actually, uh, what I'm drinking, uh, I am having a glass of that old Forster. Um, it's not bad. Not bad at all. Um, I'm still not super educated on, on the colloquial terms you're going to have to use to describe alcohols. Like, I had to watch a, uh, a movie, Bottle Shock. It was actually a pretty enjoyable movie, but it was about, like, the, the wine tasting of... 1976 that like brought Napa Valley to the forefront of winemaking. Um, Sounds like a bad porno. Bottle shock. Bottle shock. (laughs) You can't wait to see. (laughs) But it was actually a pretty good movie and you know I I thought some parts of it were interesting but a lot of it went over my head and maybe I'll get more educated at some point. I don't know. There's so much to learn about so many things. Dude right? You can only do it so quickly. Exactly. 
like even outside of alcohol. But there are things outside of alcohol, believe it I, or not. You know, someone told me that the other day, and I didn't believe them. It's hard to get your head around. <laughs> I, <laughs> but uh, like apparently, <laughs> who would who would have known? You mean you can drive? Like soap? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I I do not condone drunk driving. I hate drunk driving. That was a joke. For you risk managers out there. Hmm. You just offended quite a few people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some people are pussy, so it's okay. Um Okay, so something I've been noticing, and your perspective might be a little bit different because you're not necessarily on campus, but what do you think? about how do I even phrase this women during COVID. And what I mean is, you know, to put it into one sentence, girls, are they hotter with the mask on? Yes. I don't even, I don't have to think about that. Right. Right. Like from what I've noticed, you know, a girl, a woman, excuse me, a woman might, Leave her dorm room, go to class, whatever, you know, if this wasn't a pandemic. You know, sweatpants, t-shirt, you know, maybe not a whole lot of makeup, maybe no makeup. Like, who cares? Like, yeah. that's totally fine. Don't get me wrong. That's totally fine. And I'm, I'm not condemning that at all. But I haven't really been seeing a lot of that. And it could be because it's two weeks into the semester. But I've been seeing uh, most girls I walk past, most women I walk past have been dressed pretty well honestly they've been looking hot and i think part of it is because like if they had like a you know uh, above average face like they can't really show that off because of a mask so my thought is girls are dressing up a little bit more trying to get people to notice them because, use that you know, body. a smile can only go so far especially when you're wearing a fucking mask it can't go very far at all i didn't even think about the whole lower half part and i don't want to Sound misogynistic by any means. Oh my god! This is how guys. Think. <laughs> you asshole! <laughs> but like, some like not just with girls, but humans. There's some features that are just off. And like with the mask, <laughs> with the mask, that's that's like sixty percent of the face you're not seeing. So that could be sixty percent of just ass ugliness. <laughs> but they got some nice eyes. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you got like a honking schnoz and you can cover that up and you got some good looking eyes. Oh my god! That benefits you tenfold if you're a girl. Holy shit. I was going about this like, I think girls are deliberately dressing hotter because they can't smile. So and two, you're like, two very different things. And you're like, no, it just took away all the ugly. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, there's how many how many teeth are in the human mouth? Um, too many. If one of them's that's like there's a if one of them's a snaggle tooth, well, there's I mean. a very high percent chance that out of one of those teeth, one's gonna be a little fucked up. That Holy shit. kills the vibe a little bit. You gotta think about the nose. The ears are a little bit less noticeable as well. And when girls do some good eye makeup, so holy shit! Oh my god! Zero misogyny in that statement. Um, I don't believe you. <laughs> I felt a lot of massage. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, um, I'll stop talking about the girls that way when they stop talking about guys heights. And yes, okay. that is a personal offension. Okay. 
So Sam is not tall. Uh, <laughs> let's just get that across right now. I'm not short by any means, but I am not the tall guy that he he puts on chase. he puts on his tender six foot, even though he's five nine. <laughs> <laughs> Girls are like, "What's your height?" And then if you ask, "What's your weight?" Oh, you're just the biggest asshole in the world. That is. Part but there, there's a little bit of a double standard. Girls yeah. look at height the same way. We kind of look at weight. So stop asking about height. Come see me. <laughs> Come see me. My peepee may not be big, but wow. I can smile at you. Right. Not right. with a mask, though. <laughs> oh, goodness. You seen those masks that are like, well, there's some stupid ones out there with holes in them that Karens use. Sorry, Andy. Yeah, um, sorry. Like the ones that are like. Our buddy have, like, Andy's mom is named Karen. Yeah, she's nowhere near a camera, though, so misleading. They have, like the plastic clear coating, so you can like see people's I mouths. A lot of a lot of teachers or a lot of people who like their whole job is speaking. Yeah, kind of like me. <laughs> it looks like serial killer. Yeah, almost. maybe a little. You want another one? Yeah. Um, but it's I actually kind of want to get one of those just because. I am very much a person. I like to talk a lot, You're obviously, a, yeah. uh, but I smile a lot. And Andy fucking tweeted at me the other day, Zach Tate, the type of man to <laughs> smile at you underneath your mask. And that one felt a little personal. That one felt a little personal. So, uh, but... According to Andy, Zach Tate, the type of dude to do a lot of things and ruin a lot of things at that. Right, right. Yeah, which um, I think is pretty unfair to you. Andrew's got a little bit of a uh, Twitter thread going on. Uh, his Twitter is at what is it? At Andy underscore B E H R underscore. Don't give him a shout out. He's yeah. a bully. Fuck that guy. But he's he cyberbullying you. Saying, and you're trying to give him a shout out. He keeps saying <laughs> Zach Tate did that. Zach Tate canceled football. Zach Tate canceled <laughs> parties. Zach Tate canceled. Whiskey circle. Fucking never, motherfucker. Sometimes even straight up, Zach Tate's a bitch. Yeah. That's just straight cut, dry to the point. Yeah, well, that... Yeah, when it's to the point, I don't mind as much. That one I can get behind. But, yeah, he's kind of a bitch. No, I'm, just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But, um... Yeah, holy shit. That's wild. Um, I just started a, another glass. Um, since, the, since the pod started, I think that's two or three. I want to say two. Fuck you, Andy. <laughs> Another tweet goes out into the world. Another tweet goes out. Uh, check that. 9.06 p.m. Little motherfucker. Um, I did start a podcast just to talk shit. That's pretty much the point of it. I almost I almost went on alone last night because I was, I was just annoyed at a bunch of shit. But I felt the world might judge me if I publicly drank alone. So so instead, I just privately drink alone. And now it's, now it's public again. Yeah, right, well, yeah. Now I'm with company. So. Zach Tate, the type of dude to drink alone. Publicly. <laughs> I drink alone publicly. Hey, hey. We could start a movement here. We could start a movement here. Yeah, it's called alcoholism. Yeah. It's already happening. So um, one great thing that alcohol <clears throat> leads to is um, sex. That's exactly what I was going to say. Great segue. Great and I'm not segue. talking about Paul Blart. Oh, God. So, specifically with sex, Ooh. threesomes. Let's talk about it. How hard are they to get, and are they worth it? 
Well, I think the defining variable in threesomes is alcohol, which another great segue. All right, there's three people in here. I am not looking. I'm not liking where this is going. <laughs> um, Andy's in the background, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it depends on who they're with. Most of them are certainly regrettable. Okay, so not necessarily worth it. No. So, do you think the defining characteristic outside of alcohol behind a lot of threesomes is just, hey, I can tell my friends I had a threesome. That's part of it. And what else? Like, just the experimental aspect, because like if you think about it, there's things that you haven't tried in bed that maybe you try with someone that you're dating or that you're not dating. Um, it's just stuff that you haven't tried that you want to try to see if you like. And uh, besides sex, like other things that you try, um, different kind of alcohol, stuff like that. There's things that you want to try. Knock off the bucket list. College is a great place to do it. Right. You can and do so much. Yeah, for the I think it's just something to, to try. Okay. Experience for once. So how hard would you say they would be to make happen? Because I know we were talking the other night and you said, oh, you've had you know, a good handful. A plethora, one a might plethora. say. A plethora, okay. I wouldn't go that far, but how hard would you say they are to obtain? I think it kind of depends on the person and the environment there. Right. It's very different depending upon multiple different variables. For me, uh, not too hard. <laughs> okay, okay. And I'm not saying that to, I don't know, be like that guy, but there's just... The environment was ripe for threesomes a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and we plucked them right off the vine. We plucked them right off. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> Freshman. Freshman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What's your opinion on... Devil's threesomes versus just, you know, the classic. Well, the, every the classic desirable threesome. The the one you want to tell everyone about is uh the obviously classic desirable one. Um I feel like I feel like the Devil's Three Way is probably more common. Less talked about for sure, but more common. Probably easier to easier. Because you just gotta, you know, find a girl who, you know, may want a little extra loving that night. Because she All might not have a father. More power to her and her absent father, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, in all reality, like, I feel like the Devil's Three Way is probably a little bit more easy to come by. You know, I, I could find a, 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 you know, I could have a girl that I've been messaging for a while that maybe a little bit more loose which is okay but uh mm-hmm. she might be wanting a little extra loving she might be you know macking on both myself and uh a buddy of mine you know non-pandemic obviously wink um but you know if something leads to whatever i'm sure it would happen I feel like that's more common than me finding two girls that at the same time want my dick, but with each other. It's hard enough at to the find one. Time. Right? <laughs> right? It's hard enough to find one. I got to narrow down the list. I think guys would enjoy it. Well, see, they would enjoy either one, but like if you're with your bro, you're, it's like, yeah, we're doing this together. Right. Hell yeah. Dude. Right. That's another thing. Because in all reality, it would be cool to say, yeah, I, I took home these two girls the other night, right? If I'm being honest, I don't know if I can handle that. I don't know if, you know, what's all going on. 
I only got so much, you know, downstairs to offer, man. I, you mean I got to do that to two of you? You got to turn into like an octopus. Right? <laughs> like at that point, I better be drunk. Otherwise, if I'm sober, my my duration goes into eights, man. It is. <laughs> but if, yeah. if I got some liquid courage, I could, I could, you know, map it out. I could extend it a little bit longer. But man, it's definitely I, it's, awkward. It's, with with two girls, with any with three people, <laughs> with with just the third person involved. I mean, that's kind of why the third wheel saying started. Not well, not specifically for threesomes, but whenever there's three people, it's like two people might be on the same page, and there's one person who's not. You got to figure out who's going to do what and when. And okay, so here's the thing: How do you identify who the third person is? Who's number oh, one? You, who's number two? Who's number three? If you're the third wheel, you're gonna feel it. You're gonna be <laughs> like, you're just gonna sit down like an audience member. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be like put me in the game coach <laughs> like you'll know if you're that third person you're just going you're going to town you if, if it's a devil's three-way you're you're you know making the magic happen and then you're just like hey buddy why don't you just go grab a gatorade or two sit on the couch i got this don't worry yeah your buddy's pounding away you just give him a baseball <laughs> smack on the ass and <laughs> like all right just let me know if you need a rest there's granola bars on the counter (laughs) (laughs) like the undertaker just leveling a diva in the ring of wwe and maybe brock lesnar on the outside waiting to get tapped in but he knows that it's just going to be a win no matter what so oh my god why don't you take it for yourself i did not like that analogy maybe a bad analogy god sam's watched some weird prawn i'll tell you what oh shit okay so this is a this is a, a little bit uh, different of a topic here. Done done with the sex. Uh, yeah, we were trying to get away from the sex yes. here. Um, what is something you have always wanted to try? That is a deeper question than it might oh, seem on the surface. Right. Okay, yeah. It for some people it might be like, oh, I want to go skydiving. I have actually always wanted to go skydiving, but. It could be anything. Like I've wanted to chase a passion that isn't common, not like, like an art almost. Because there's like defined careers where you know you're going to go in and be successful, but right. there's like like acting, painting. I like to make movies and stuff and do films and stuff. And right. I feel like I would be really good at it, but I know it's so risky that I just don't do it. I do like small things for fun for myself, but I would never go out and professionally try and make a career out of it. Why not? The risk and like I'm on a path right now where I I mean I love sports, so I I'm content in that field. But I just feel like making something, being a creator would be so much more fun and fulfilling personally. Right. Right. So here's right, an idea. Yeah. Like So you're going on this path to you know sports management is obviously your your major but you you just want to be involved with sports you want to be on the on the like the business side business side yeah. of everything right well i mean i wouldn't mind either right i have a lot more experience on the business side though, but so. being on the business side being a sociable person like you are obviously it's not hard for you to make connections something right. you could do is you know maybe make connections with those people you like work with but don't really those tv production people 
And I know I got you to help me with uh, yeah. help me help ESPN three with that was pretty cool. It was fun, but you know you could you could get in with people like that, be kind of buddy buddy with them, and grow connections from there. And maybe like because I'm assuming when you say you want to make films potentially like be a director, right? Yeah, be the one like in the chair, right? So maybe you make those connections with those people that have experience literally behind the camera and having having connections having friends like that will make you know if you want to go into a small film or an indie film project you can just say hey can you help me out a little bit i'll buy you you know some beer i'll pay you what i can people would be more prone to do that if you already have a connection with them true you know this might be something you gotta wait you know a little bit down the future or just move to you know LA where everyone's just trying to make it so you can find some cheap people with great talent. Um, yeah. It's easier to take the, the safe way out. I think a lot of people do that. Right. And then they end up having some regrets. Right. But it's, see with me, I'm always, I've always been someone who I like to, I'm going to say plan for my future. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to be doing a year from now, but I always like to like know what I'm doing now and into my immediate future and feel like I got a good grasp on it and can can go easily from there to whatever my next venture is. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing a year from now, but I feel like I have like a skill set right now where I can go into anything. Um but I I wanna I wanna create, obviously I'm doing a fucking podcast, right? Yeah. But I want to create what I really want to do is do like play by play and like sports broadcasting, color commentary, the whole shebang. I don't see myself doing that for a few years, at least on like a, I'm getting paid a decent amount and it's like up to full-time that. job sort of thing. So I see myself doing a whole shit ton of jobs before I get to where I want to. And that's good to kind of have an immediate plan, even though like, say you see the, there's a staircase, you got to fill in the stairs up to the top. Like, just fill in that one step that gets you closer to the top. Right. And then once you get to that step, to figure out how to make the next step. And right. And one thing, I've actually thought about this a lot because there's a lot of shit I want to do. I have some big aspirations. There's, like, a lot of end goals that I have. But, dude, I want to do so many things. And what, what's been going through my mind recently, whenever people tell me, like, oh, you got to figure out what you want to do. you got to figure out your specific one career path. Well, first off, especially in like one of my majors is PR and a lot of the time one person will not be in the same job they were a decade ago. Right. But that's beside the point. A lot of things that's been running through my mind and I get it. It was 200 something years ago and the world population was a lot smaller. But if you like Wikipedia, a bunch of our founding fathers and a bunch of people who live like at the start of the country, it will say they were so many different things. They had 10 different professions and they were fucking awesome at all of them. Yeah. You know, Ben Franklin ran a newspaper. He was, uh, don't quote me, a lawyer. He did X, Y, Z. He so loved many, brothels. He did. <laughs> but so many people back then did so many different things. And what's great in the age of industrialism and everything else you get specialties. People start to specialize because there's so many people doing so many different things. Yeah. You might as well get really good at one thing. 
well. I know I'm never going to be the best at any one thing unless I specialize specifically in that. But what I appreciate the most is having a wide range of experiences because it means I can lend myself to a dozen different things. You know, I may not be the best in one field, but I got so much experience in so many other fields that I can say, hey, you know, I have a little bit of knowledge here. I can help you out with this. Or I have a buddy who's really good at this. I can direct you. Kind of making yourself be the person that can lend help to whoever. Because that's what makes you handy. If you can if you can help someone out, that's what makes you handy. Especially in like, you know, maybe not as, as common jobs. Like I want to work for our uh, national fraternity one day. And I think having a large array of experiences would benefit me. It would almost be that. more valuable than a specialty because... Potentially. In a business kind Unless of aspect. Unless it was specifically what yeah. someone was looking for. In a business aspect, maybe maybe they don't want to be the best. They don't need to be the best at three different sectors of their business. But you're pretty good at those three. That eliminates them needing to pay two other people when they can just hire you and you can kind of right. handle three different things. And one of, one of my weaknesses is like I like to have my hands in a lot of pots. And so I kind of... I, w- I would not call myself a yes man, but if I can help someone, if I really think I can help someone, I will probably lend my help. And so that's one of my weaknesses, but my personality makes me someone who is also not afraid to ask for more assistance if I need it. Right. So, but I, I really do. I think having multiple experiences in a wide range of things is more beneficial. I wouldn't say more beneficial. But my thought process is it is beneficial and kind of underrated. For what you want to do, especially. Right. Because, like, I don't know how I'm going to break into the the broadcasting world unless I separate myself in, you know, whatever ways. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this podcast partially because I like drinking. And obviously, but I want to create something of my own. And I want to show that I have other specialties, other talents other knowledge. even show that you try yeah. stuff like, right they're gonna be like oh well this guy sat here and he says he can do these things but he never like went out and created anything yeah, I, I could be fucking lying like never. <laughs> but no, this guy's out there he's doing stuff he's doing right. what he wants to do so um so um this is kind of related something i have not always wanted to try uh but i am this week so last week tyler said an underrated drink that he thought of was the Voodoo Ranger IPA from New Belgium, I think is the uh, the distributor. Okay. Uh, I hate IPAs. I I have never enjoyed an IPA. I do not either. It's just, I don't know what it is. It just, it tastes phony. It's like you're sucking on a wheat stalk. Something, dude. I don't <laughs> know. Like, I get they are... Stronger in alcohol content, I guess. I don't know what the percentage on this one is. I can't find... Oh, 7%. This is 7%. Well, I was, was an alcohol sampler. Like I was an alcohol, sa- alcohol sampler for Anheuser-Busch for a good six months. So I got to try a lot of different, mainly beers. And IPAs never liked any of them. I tried all of them. Didn't like I just Goose Island 312. Sorry, Chicago people, but not good. I've just never been a fan of but, you know, Tyler recommended this one. He said it was pretty good. And from my knowledge, he has never been a big IPA guy. 
Have you it, taken a sip yet? I've not. I've not. I just opened it a few a uh, few minutes ago, and I was waiting till we got here to try it out. So um, I will. I'll try it out. It definitely smells like an IPA, which is not not the not the best, but uh, I'm you, always open to trying new things. Did so. you just buy a single one? No, uh, there's actually a six pack if you want to grab one out of the fridge. Ooh. I got a well, one. I'm gonna see what how you, you see, react. See my reaction. All right, don't look. Just listen. <laughs> I guess, but. Okay, sounds like Tyler might be running up the stairs now, actually. So-so. So-so. Is what I got out of your body language. Out of the IPAs I've had, it is better than better than what I've had. I couldn't tell you what I've had because I don't fucking drink them that often. But... A lot of the time, I really hate like, like sour flavors within a beer, like, and I feel like a lot of IPAs end up that way. So no on the Bud Light Lime. Eh. That's, eh, that's not really an IPA. Like, why not? But you said like, you just said you didn't like. You said you didn't like sour flavor in beer. It was sour flavor <clears throat> in. Yeah, I guess I did say that, but whenever it's like so overpowering. Yeah. Whereas with Bud Light Lime, I feel like it's just like a dash. Like you taste it. It's you still taste the Bud Light initially, but you get the you get the lime flavoring in there. Oh, excuse me. But it's not bad. It's definitely not what I would choose. But here, let me take another drink. I'm gonna give a shout out to Michelob Lime and Prickly Pear Cactus. Not many people try it or know about it, but it's out there in pretty much. Any gas station store you go to, I think it's phenomenal. A little sweet, a little sour. It still tastes like a beer. You know, upon a second sip, I really don't mind it. I will not say, like, I'm Is that what you want in a beer? One. Do you want to not mind it, no, or do you want to love it? I want to love it. You want to love it so much, I can drink 30 of them. You want to deep throat that thing, and you want to glug. But... I mean, it's it's not bad. Like, if someone offered me this, I wouldn't immediately say, fuck no, it's an IPA. Absolutely not. Now, with, with beers, usually I'm like, unless it's like maybe Milwaukee's best, I'll, I'll, uh. I'll, I'll just take, I'll be like, yeah, I'll take a free beer. You know, the best beer is always a free one. Uh, or a cold Outside one. of that, it's a cold one, yeah. Yep. <laughs> On the same page there. But if I was handed one of these, now actually tasting it, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, just IPAs are different, man. I don't know. I I guess I probably just need to. Do you know what the IPA process? Western. No, I don't. I don't either. It's. I feel like it. They'll kind of give us a little bit more insight onto why it tastes the way it does. Yeah, I'll try to. Uh, I'll I'll try to do a little bit of research and and maybe ask my professor a little bit more. But I know there's something that's definitely different outside of obviously ingredients. I th- I think the process is a little bit different from just making a regular fucking beer. Probably no but, water. Oh, at yeah. least not like light beers have. Maybe. Well, they I don't are. Know. They are stronger. So I don't know if it's just more artificial, less natural. Maybe maybe regular beers are more natural, but by doing it artificially, like an IPA, you're able to make it a little bit stronger. I guess that's one benefit of having an IPA. It's a little bit stronger. But here's my thing: I could buy thirty beers for less than twenty bucks, right? But I bought a six pack of this IPA for like eight or nine bucks. Ouch, my wallet. Right? <laughs> so I don't know. But 
I don't know. I don't know. Um, there, I feel like there are people who like want some kind of flavor in their mouth, not some kind of guys who are trying to go out and get drunk and hammered. For that, you're gonna do light beer all the way, right? You're like IPAs, sipping beers. Yeah, which I could, I could agree with that. I don't know. Most of the time, I try not to sip my beers. I try to sip my whiskey. Um, I don't sip anything. <laughs> I just put it down. I don't care what it is. It goes in my body. You put it in a bottle, you put it in my hand, it is gone. And then it may minutes. come out later. Yeah. Well, well, it definitely comes out later. Yeah, if I put Everclear in a bottle and put it in your hand, it's going to come out in like five minutes. So, But, um, okay, so you kind of touched on what may be an underrated drink a little bit. But in your opinion, what is an underrated drink? It doesn't necessarily have to be you know, um, a Voodoo Ranger IPA. It could be like a whiskey sprite, like we discussed last week, a little bit. You know, it could be a beer, it could be uh, a mixture, it could be just a straight up bottle of alcohol. What do you think is the most underrated drink? In I your do, opinion, actually, well, I talked about the Sam Seventy Six and the Michelob right. Lime and Cactus. Right, you did. Those are for beer people, for hard alcohol people. I actually just talked to my boss about this today. I forgive me, I can't remember the name, but I remember the ingredients. Wow, that's. Literally, just so shitty. I know. Well, it's, if it's you a, know the ingredients, it's a cool name. Out. It's like something like it has something to do with like uh, cyclone or oh, something. No, but it's got one part vodka, one part ginger ale, um, one part like grape, some kind of grape juice, and then a little bit of sprite. A little bit of sprite. I have no idea. Apparently, they're really popular in Chicago. What was that again? One part ginger ale. Ginger ale vodka. Ginger ale vodka. Uh, grape juice and Sprite. That sounds I would obviously shitty. go a little heavier on the vodka. Yeah. That. That's a lot of mixtures. Yeah, apparently it's super good. Oh, apparently, I don't know. <laughs> I'll take a uh, Tito's and vodka, um, personally. <laughs> I'll take a Tito's and vodka in that place. That's an underrated one. <laughs> Ask Burt Kreischer. I don't know if I can actually even say underrated because I haven't tried it yet, but it sounds Yeah, good okay, to me. so that's a cop-out then. You haven't even tried it yet. You heard of it today. Right, right. Okay, so in, in your in uh, your heart, what is a drink that you're like, I'll drink that again? But a lot of people would be like, whoa, what? I don't drink a whole lot besides beer. Well, those, it, those it, it two can beers. be a beer. Yeah, the Sam 76. Well, what do you think is more? What do you think people drink more? That that Michelob, what did you say, lime? Michelob, lime, and cactus. Lime and cactus. Do you taste the cactus? You do. Oh. It's like a little sweet. What does sweet. cactus even taste like? It's a little sweet. I can't really describe it. You, you it's to, prickly. <laughs> Tearhop says it's prickly. There's still thorns in the beer. Oh, oh okay. So that is a little, you know. You can get poked in the throat whenever you're it's drinking. It's odd, yeah. I've also tried a Christmas beer that Anheuser-Busch put out. And it had like a nutmeg cinnamon ginger flavor. I don't think I'd care which for that. I don't I'm think not a big cinnamon guy. I love cinnamon. So that was pretty good. Yeah, I, I need to branch out more and just... I, I get too comfortable and just... I'm going to drink a Bud Light and I'm going to... Like you are now? Drink a couple Bud Lights, a couple dozen Bud Lights and get drunk tonight. But I need to branch out and see what I like, see what I don't like. That's part of, you know, I keep... Which is why I want to do the fleet. I, I keep talking about the fucking flavor. I swear they're not sponsored. Hey, if you're trying to sponsor us, like, Joe Rogan let me it. know. I know he does. But, dude, I actually really like it. It, it. it can get a little pricey, but, like, actually, the the last 
three bottles that I have. I actually just went to the store and picked up that old Forester, that Glen Levet or Glen Levet, whatever you fucking call it, that one that Tyler is modeling. And uh, the monkey shoulder. Those I all just picked up at the store. Um, but but the booze that I have picked up from the Flaviar, I have really enjoyed. Um, and if you want to experiment and you're going to spend money on alcohol anyway, why not right. just do that? See, because here's the thing. You could, you could, quote, experiment with different, you know, $15, $20 bottles of whiskey. You could experiment with threesomes like we talked about. Right. But they're all, they're all going to fucking taste the fucking same, right? Well. You, you'll get, you know. American had different honey is going to taste different from whatever, but <laughs> yeah. But in terms of like actual quality, like if if you want to really, I guess, expand your palate or get a better understanding, you're probably going to have to try you know, more expensive bottles of booze. I think that joke went under the radar a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you pick that up. <laughs> different <taste. laughs> well, you you could like dude on. You know, dude, chick, dude, chick, dude, chick. Oh, well, what's your flavor? The amount of sweat and alcohol contributes greatly to the flavor, right? I feel like I'm gonna be sweating a lot more if there's a uh, two women I gotta please. You can't even please one. <laughs> what's the other one gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> hey, she can she can sit on the couch and watch. She can no. bring me and get her. No, when you when you have sex with two girls, you're gonna figure out you're the third wheel whenever they just start loving on each other and you're left out to dry with your dick in your hand. You're just like, all right, uh, you guys need a little bit of. They're like, no, we got it, we got it, we got. You're good. Um, okay. Please. Uh, can I like, like rub your shoulders or something? <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Let me get you a glass of warm milk. Yeah. Maybe a maybe a bottle of Bud Light, as Sam would as Sam would probably offer. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. That's all I own. Well, Sam, uh, I think we're about wrapped up. Is there anything anything outside of what we've already talked about you want to bring forth? Um, maybe one quick thing, and we could go on for hours about this. Oh, but no. uh, just a quick thing. It's been on my mind a lot recently. Uh-oh. About the future. What do you like? I mean, like 10 the to 20. Of what? The society, the world. Oh, God, dude. It all started because of the new Elon Musk implant device that I saw. You put it into your brain, it's basically like a smartphone in your head. I think people are going to be against that for a while. I know, maybe. But at least I think, I think maybe at the close of next decade, it'll be somewhat normal. I don't even want to say normal, but I feel like some people are going to be like, okay, I'm going to get this, but I don't think people are going to be on board with well, it. Well, believe it or not, we're already cyborgs. Our phones. Like, think oh, about okay. it. We can, compared to people that lived in like 50 years ago. 50 years ago. Like, they couldn't, we could think of any question that we want to know, type it in our phones and Google, get it in five seconds. They couldn't before. We can save any memory that we want to via our camera. Taking a photo or video. Video. Yeah. They couldn't do that before. So we are technically already cyborgs. Like the okay, phones I don't are, think that's where technicality comes in. Like we have a digital self. Though, <laughs> that is true. That is true. But when it comes to, you know, you're putting a name implant inside you. So what comes to mind when I hear that? You ever watch Futurama? Sometimes. So they did an episode where they... They made an iPhone, like 
Like mm-hmm. I'm pointing at my eye, an iPhone. It's literally like a microchip you put like right here next to your eye, and it does everything that you know a, a, a smartphone would. But you just like point your pupil and you control whatever you know. They made it work on the show, but that's kind of what it what it brings me to. And the whole the whole joke at the end of it was that you know mom the the like I guess one of the villains of the show. Mm-hmm. She like turned them all into zombies. Anyone who had the implant turned them all into zombies. It's a definite to, concern to to do whatever they want. Yeah. The whole, but the joke was like she just marched them into the store to get the iPhone too. <laughs> that that's that's what that whole joke was about. But I feel like some people may take that parody a little bit more seriously and be like, well, what really is it? You know, like. What if someone hacks it? I know they said what that it's going to be unhackable, it? but I, is that ever possible? Because you, your head could just keep twisting, man. <laughs> someone just turned it on fucking. But there are mode, there are baby. a lot of benefits for it besides just being a cool futuristic thing. Like it's for people like they have brain disorders, like depression, anxiety, uh, dementia, Alzheimer's can help with that tremendously. Uh, seizures, right. um, blindness. Paralysis can help people walk again. I'd I'd have to see a little bit more research behind all that though to, before believing. It's it. like if there's a oh the fuck is a chip in my brain gonna help me if the, walk? If there's a break in the spine, right? If there's a break in the spine or something where the nerves, the signals can't get to whatever part of the spine. Either you think about what you're gonna do, like move a leg or something. I do if that those, every day. Those impulses, then wherever the circuit or the circuit's not connected, or the nerves or the signals aren't getting through, mm-hmm. you place it after that. And so it still gets to those nerves wherever, hmm. wherever there is a break or whatever is missing. Interesting. But yeah, it's not too far in the distant I don't future. Know. I'd have to look more into it. Do you know how much that chip is? They're just doing free. Sign me up. They're doing testing on people who like are in severe people need who have of it. those conditions, sort of thing. And pigs as well. Oh yeah, the pigs were happy and healthy, and it can be removed. How many? How many of those pigs were paralyzed? Zero. Oh, see, you're talking about walking humans. You can't even get walking. We're not there yet. We got 10 more years. Well, actually, I bet those people were walking. But you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. So you think 10 more years that's going to be perfected to where paralyzed people can just walk around the earth? What the word on the street is. I can't speak. I can't speak on it. I don't know. That's going to be interesting. Um, I'm excited for the. Well, I'm optimistic about the future. Yeah. You kind of have to be. I don't think flying cars are going to be the thing. It's going to be underground cars. Yeah. You know, someone said to me a few weeks ago, masks, like for COVID, masks are going to be a thing for the next five years. More than that, probably. You think so? Yeah. Really? I mean, if you're not feeling well, you're probably going to wear a mask out. Well, yeah, but like as a as a common thing, like it's an everyday thing. You go to the grocery store regardless you were wearing a mask. That's how it's it is. It's a pretty common thing in Asia already. Before COVID hit, it was pretty common. Like a year ago? Yeah, I mean, really, four or five years ago. Really? I never really saw anything about that. Huh. Well, it shows how out of touch a lot of Americans are with, you know, other cultures. I feel like I am mostly cultured, but, you know, if that's been a thing, theoretically, for four or five years, even as someone like myself, I consider myself somewhat cultured. I never saw that. I More hygiene's never a bad thing, though. Yeah. Not no. a bad thing at all. You know, I, th- I think at the very least, even if this COVID thing 
There's a silver lining. If it does or does not, but I think it at least, I think it at least, you know, people are going to be washing their hands more, which, like you said, more hygiene is never a bad thing. And I can name a good handful of people who could use a few extra showers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not going to name names <laughs> here, but I think we all know. Hmm. But okay. Yeah, the future could include microchips or probably more masks. Most wearing. definitely aliens. Certainly. You think a decade we'll get aliens to visit the Earth? Yeah, I hope so. No, I hope so. I think it'd be fun. Shotgun a couple couple alien beers. Or if they help us advance thousands of years in the future. That would be in neat. like five years. That would be cool. We can just travel travel hey, the universe. You no, know, they could help us build pyramids. I think we've done that before. Don't don't quote me. I don't know if we've done it. No, I'm just kidding. But we could build some more pyramids. You know. Yeah, because those are pretty functional. Yeah, they're not falling <laughs> apart or just giant eyesores or anything like that. Hmm. But well, all right, Sam. Uh, I think we'll wrap this up here. Thank you for being uh, guest number two. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a hard uh, follow up from T Rob. It's hard to compete with that, you know. But some people would job. say it's it's pretty easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what we're gonna do after this podcast? We're gonna drink some more, right? Yes, sir. That's always the point. Drink a lot more. All right. Ting. All right. Thank you all at home. <laughs>